Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw versus Danny. 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 Back to family versus Danny. Family, family, uh, Wifey and I did something last weekend. Yeah, so see, I'm doing mine Saturday. There you go. Yeah, Saturday night we're going out. So, yeah, good times there. Big show for us today. A uh, huge preview of the Daytona 500. You ready for that? Yes. Uh, In-depth, deep dive into the <laughs> right, Daytona 500. We'll get into that later. Formula Leftovers. One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, LeBron wants to be an NBA owner. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis left the game early, but he only didn't just leave the game. He left the arena. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. But first, we have an update. Some very important breaking news. Yep, we got I have more information on the infamous mountain lion story. Oh, because the jogger. So I, I wasn't was here when you ca- covered. Well, you that. weren't here. No, when you I wasn't. I wasn't oh, here the day I you covered. God, you weren't yeah. here. So, dudes out jogging in Colorado. Yeah, out trail running Fort Collins. Some I used to love trail. Like it's beautiful outside. It's a little bit scary though when you think about what animals. Can yeah, be I'm out cool there. on that. So the dude's running. All of a sudden, he gets attacked by a mountain lion. Yep. So the report comes out. It's like, whoa. And then the guy fights him off, ends up killing the mountain lion by suffocation. Jeez. So we broke it down. I think it was Tommy Tran. I was in here with Tommy. And we broke it down. Like, how would you do it? And I'm like, yeah, you get your weight on top of him. And everybody's like, you're crazy. And I was like, well, it's a juvenile lion. Yeah. At the time, it was reported that the juveniles are typically around 80 pounds. Okay. And I still was like, yeah, I could take that thing. 80 right. pounds, 80 fighting pounds? for my life. <laughs> I think you could take it. <laughs> fighting for your life or death. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, 80 pounds. Uh, you, mean, you might get scratched. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get bit. You're going to get scraped. Life or death. That guy. Life or death. You're doing something. You got to go. Yeah. Exactly. Right. He's got to go, unfortunately. Yeah. So we had this whole in-depth discussion. They were like, how oh, coca. And they're like, no way you could do it. No <laughs> way. Everything would take you out. I'm like, no, you could do it. So then the guy didn't, he didn't, he was anonymous. They did a necropsy and they found out that he actually did suffocate him. But then yesterday he held a press conference and they, they did, they had more information. You found out what the dude looked like. Right. He basically looked like your typical Colorado guy who would be running in a trail. Yeah. A trail. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's partaking some other stuff on the weekend too. <laughs> like the beard. Oh, yeah, there, there he is. is. Yeah. There like is. he's yeah. an outdoorsman right sure. there. Sure. Yeah. That guy's like outdoorsy. He's living in a tree on the he's weekend. He's slight, bro. Exactly. Yeah. He's tiny. So you're thinking, man, how did he do this? Well, it turns out. Once you got the results of the necropsy, the the juvenile mountain lion was actually really young. It was only about 40 pounds. Right. Which is a completely different story. I could have done that with one hand behind my back, taking out a mountain lion at 40 pounds. Of course I could have. So I was saying if he could do that, then I could take out adult mountain lion. Like that no, you're not taking there. out an adult mountain lion. He said it was just pure adrenaline. Yeah, I would think so. Again, life or death situation. You're going to do whatever it takes. But one of the details that came out, which I thought was like the craziest thing is I pictured him suffocating it, like getting on top of it, holding it down. Yeah. All choking it. Yeah. He used his foot to choke it out, which I don't even know. How is that possible? You got to be, how's that thing not squirm out from underneath your foot? Like those things are agile. Right. Well, it makes you think that maybe the thing was like incapacitated and knocked out. You could have just got out of there. You didn't have to kill it. Maybe. Well, see, I, that's why I knew, I, I know there's probably, some people that were outraged by this nah, dog gets killed, but Listen, you got to do what you got to do. He's dying. But I think that's why they did the necropsy is they wanted to ensure that it was suffocated. But then when he started talking, why did they care? I think they want to make sure that people aren't on hunting mountain lions. The I mean, man I was scratched. His whole face was Agreed. torn up. Agreed. Agreed. Well, what more right. I need to show you? Right. Exactly. You don't need to show anything else. They just wanted to make sure, which I'm okay with. And they found out that it was suffocation, but I just couldn't believe that he did it. I don't, Here was my thing. And I like, I, I don't know the guy, but. Well, you must not present much of a striking figure if a 40 pound mountain lion decides that you're, it's like, you're, you're 
fair game. Do you know what I mean? Those <laughs> things are pretty savvy hunters. If they look at you and say, hmm, I could take that down. That's not speaking to your like manliness, your size, your stature. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do. Small animals, dogs, cats, um, like your <laughs> right. small brush Rabbit. animal. Yeah. Like if you're a grown man out there jogging, like I don't think 40 pounds is trying to take you down. Right. See, that's what I was always so because I used to do trailer run in Connecticut. Right. Didn't have mountain lions, but there were coyotes, there sure. were bears, and I was always yeah, kind of freaked bear, out. Yeah. But they were like, wear something that was loud. So you know what I used to do? I'd bring my iPhone, uh, I'd put on music and just have it loud, out loud, because there's nobody out there. And I was like, I'm going to make a lot of noise with the music playing. So right. I would do that. And it was kind of trippy because I was always like, I'd hear something rattle and it was always a squirrel. It was a deer a couple times, which freaked me out. Oh. And, and my wife was like, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, I think so. I've never understood the desire to be running up in trails and, it was and snow. Like Mark, uh, what was Mark's last name? He used to be our strength and conditioning dude with the Utah Jazz. Oh, that's some great trail running out there. So he trail runner and he tells stories about like he used to snowshoe up in the canyon. And he talked about this time where, you know, he ran up on this moose carcass that was steaming and you could tell that a mountain lion. I'm like, who in the hell <laughs> wants to be out there in, in the elements like putting yourself in, in, in jeopardy like that? Right. I like, don't know if I'd go out there uh, in like deep in the mountains. Mine was like within a neighborhood. There was a. You know, thirty-acre wooded area that was like a preserve or something. Bro, but give me a treadmill <laughs> and a TV, and I'm straight. Danny, Danny, we got some bad news. We we all just took a vote, and we're taking a forty-pound mountain lion over Juice Cleanse, Danny. Oh, you're crazy! You are crazy. <laughs> By the way, which what size Juice you Cleanse, Does Danny? Can just breathe right? on him. You can just breathe on him. All right. Lion. Does this shirt fit all? Yeah, right? sure. It's I wear like medium. Fitted. It's fitted. I wear medium shorts. This dude. is a large. That's it's a actually large, yeah. large, and it's a fitted brand. Well within your wheelhouse. Exactly. Thank you. See that, Coco? That's how you do it. you got to have a little physique to rock it, though, like I do. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get this show rolling. Some <laughs> we're light topics. today. <laughs> we're light. We are. Exactly. I actually like on. it. It's light. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to dig for stories. One of them is LeBron James. So he spoke with The Athletic and had a couple of conversations, and they were asking him about being an owner. Yeah. With his net worth mm -hmm. combined with the nike deal he's got this lifetime deal combined with any other endorsement the beats by dre like all of it he's clearly a billionaire he clearly afford a team so you're like well yeah if you want to and he says ain't no baby about it i'm going to do that bleep yeah that's like good for him if that's his desire i'd love to see you get more minority ownership and yeah NBA, which is desperately needed i do wonder how it'll work out Right. Because Jordan hasn't exactly been a star as, and it's always like John Elway is struggling in Denver as an executive. It's just, and Derek Jeter has kind of had a rough patchy start with the Marlins. Right. Players think it's one thing. And then once you get into it, you're like, uh oh, this is totally different. And I think it'd be a very frustrating experience. The one thing I do think LeBron will do. And if you look at kind of how he's gotten to this, how he's a part owner of the soccer team, yeah. uh, he's going to surround himself with really smart That's people. That's what LeBron does that some of, I'm not saying that MJ and them don't do. Um, but do you Le think MJ does? Because I think MJ had a oh, – there was a couple articles that were written that he had a bunch of yes-men around him. Like, well, yeah, I don't do know. Whatever you want. I don't know his camp, so I right. can't I can't speak to, like, whether those guys are capable or not. Like, right. I don't really know. But I do know that LeBron surrounds himself with very, very capable people, and he's not a micromanager. At least it doesn't seem like that with the companies that he's involved with. You like, can't he, have as many companies as he, as he does and be a micromanager. Right. Um, so I, I think that he'll, he will be a successful um, owner if he chooses to own an, an NBA franchise. I, I think – that the network of people that he's aligned himself with already, like the type of people that he's in business with, uh, the type of like ventures that, that he's already undertaken, that network will, will speak well for having a well-rounded like ownership group, even if they're in a minority situation and he's the majority guy. I think he'll be surrounded by the type of people with the type of perspectives that can help him be successful at it. 
Would you want to do it? Nope. You wouldn't. No, I well, I mean own. You had a bill. Yeah, if you had a, if you won the lottery and you hit on a billion dollars or five hundred million, whatever the number was, would you want to be an owner? Um yeah. No, see, I was never like a business dude. Like I you know what I mean? Like I just that, that's not what speaks to me. It's not what I like love to do. So I don't know that I would want to do it. What I, you know what I've always wanted? I just want to have my kids around the game. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? So like coaching do is that, an for that. Yeah, I could do that. Like so you can do it that spoke to me, but like having you know, having to manage the business side, and I guess again, you pay people to do that. And if your money's that long, like you're to own something, like your money can't really be in jeopardy because of that. Right. Like it's right. hard for the NBA to be hey, your money maker. Right. This is this is something like this is like your side gig. Right. You know what I but mean? He's got so, enough where it's and the NBA is stable enough where you're probably not gonna lose money on a team. Right. I mean you know what's funny about that is they all claim they lose money. Yeah, they, but I mean, they all claim that they're losing money, but it's appreciating every year. Like the the franchise values, valuation of these franchises continues to go up every year. I wonder, like, this is just me. I mean, how long can things continue? How long can a franchise, what franchises are going to be worth $4 billion in the next 20 years? Like there's at some point. Well, see, I think if you were, cause I, I think the NFL is in a much better spot, obviously, than they were a year ago. Ratings are up. You know, it's been a really solid year. The CT news kind of put on the back burner and the concussions are down. I said a couple years ago, if I was an NFL owner, I would sell now. Right. Like, I think, like, this is your peak. Like, why not sell? And if the NFL, Roger Goodell's claiming they're going to have their revenues up to, like, $27 billion by 2025, only in five years, I still would contend, like they're like you're saying, yeah. there's got to be a bubble. A bubble somewhere, right? Because, like, things just don't go that great forever. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it happens. I do feel like the NBA is still in a place where it's in this up-and-coming spot. It's gaining popularity. It has really healthy young stars that are coming into it. But to your point, like if I was investing in American sports, I'd probably buy an MLS franchise. MLS franchise. Yeah, because yeah. they can get them cheaper, and it's like the sport of the future. Suppose I've been hearing that for like 20 years. No, it was people were looking into when I was with the Cavs. I got a lot of calls about it from buddies of mine. Before, m- most NBA teams had their own D-League affiliate or G-League affiliate. I don't know if they all have them now, but a lot of them do. G League teams were very profitable people, and you could get those at a at a at a much softer dollar amount. Right, you know what I mean. And they were turning a bit of a profit, so guys were interested in that. But again, that's not my like. But I, if that, because I think that would be a smart investment too. If you didn't want to shell out the big bucks, you're obviously not going to make as much. But not put as much out there. I will say this though, arena football, which I played in. Yeah, I remember guys were saying, "Hey, you should do some. You should invest in these teams." Ron Jaworski owned the mm-hmm. Philadelphia team, and they're like, "You can get in. You can get in. You can buy a franchise for only. You can." Put in, I think it was going like less than ten million bucks. You could yeah, buy a franchise. Really, you're like, oh, this is good, and then you could flip it. The league folded. Yeah, like it went out of they, the recession hit, and then it was like done. Mm-hmm. They folded for a couple years. Now they're back. But that's that's the risk. I guess you kind of run. It's yeah. like the greater economy collapses, then you're in trouble. Uh, you're in trouble. All right, more NBA. Charlotte has the All Star game this Sunday. I I wish the slam dunk contest was better. I wish it was a bigger <laughs> thing. Uh, but who's in it? I know. We'll get to that a little bit later. But what do you think is the biggest storyline for this weekend? Or what will we learn? Because I don't, the game itself, eh, it just doesn't do much for me. I think I'm most interested in the three point contest. Like that's for me with Steph playing in it. Like does he? That's been the most exciting thing uh, for the last few years. I mean, the dunk contest has had its moments, but it hasn't been stable like it was like in the 80s and early 90s. And, yeah, that thing, that was the crown was jewel of like, TV. I yeah. setting the VCR every year and keeping it and watching it back and be like, how do they do this? And like, yeah. it was nuts. Lowering the rims to nine feet and trying to do what they were doing. <laughs> Eight and a <laughs> half doing in my case. Yeah. Um, no, but like, I, I, you know, I don't know what I'm most excited for. This year, it could be like the, 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 uh, rising stars challenge. Like, there's a lot of good young talent. Um, 
you know, the game itself, I typically don't watch. It's usually on a Sunday, like afternoon, and I'm out doing something with the kids, so I don't get to watch that. I will watch Saturday night, though. Like, I want to see Dennis Smith Jr. Um, I thought that he had a chance to win it a couple years ago. I think, who won it? Donovan Mitchell wound up winning it. Um, but I, I think he's kind of bouncy. And then three-point shootout, I want to see. I think one of the interesting storylines will be the whole drama around Anthony Davis. Yeah. Does he play? Does he not play? What is the interaction like with LeBron? What are people's reactions to that interaction? Like people are going to lose it. There was an interesting scenario that unfolded last night as uh, the Pelicans were in action. And as we know, the NBA threatened to fine them a hundred grand. So they're playing him. He ends up leaving the game with a shoulder injury, shoulder contusion, which fine. He gets hurt. Yeah. I, was, I just wonder a, if the injury was legit and then B, if, it is legit. What does it do with the All-Star game? Because you're the Pelicans. You don't want him playing. Sure. But the NBA, you know, wants him playing because he's one of the faces of the league. Well, I think the injury is legit. I saw him, like, he contested a shot. It looked like somebody came down on the back of his but shoulder. But if it's a contusion, that's basically like a bruise. Yeah. I would imagine he's going to All-Star. Week. I guarantee you he's going to go. It's better with he plays. I, I don't know that there's going to be any kind of, like, weird interaction between, like, people around the All-Star weekend. I think most dudes are just there to have a good time and, you know party a little bit and hoop i would I, I don't know what the mri said like what, what right. is it a bone contusion is it just a muscle contusion like those are two different things like bone bruises versus muscle bruises um you know that's interesting i did think it was weird though that he bounced out of the arena last night like i think that's a bad look and people are going to tell me like yeah you had to go get an mri dude you can get an mri two hours later yeah like absolutely. if you know what i mean like if there's an mri waiting for you it'll still be there two hours later they have I because I, I know they have X-ray centers in NFL stadiums. I don't think they're at the capacity now because MRIs are a lot more complex. I don't think you can get an MRI in the stadium. No, no, no. You can you can get your basic X-rays. Portland used to have there was a medical center like right next door, and Zach Randolph. I got into it with him. Like, and that's a dude I, you don't mess with. I know. Either. I picked the wrong one, so he <laughs> caught me running like, and I wasn't looking. And he caught me, and he like rearranged my spine. Like he hit me with the screen, and I didn't see it. Like, blah, blah, blah. and uh, so they had to run me over to like a medi center to get like my spine X-rayed. That was connected like through like a little walkway, but right. it wasn't in arena. I don't think you get an MRI in arena. I think the fact that he left, I think the fact because if if you leave an arena to me, and I'm not familiar with them, that's a terrible look. Danny. It's an awful look unless you're going to the hospital, like no. you were saying, and it's an emergency type situation. Gordon Hayward injury, yeah, you're leaving the state out of there on an ambulance, like torn ACL. Like yeah. there are degrees of injuries where it is a, a pro, appropriate for you to bounce right away, but Sometimes, a shoulder bruise, a shoulder bruise, you might even just put an ice pack on it still and just on wait. The bench. Yeah, you <laughs> might stay on the bench, bench but obviously he's not going to stay on the bench. But at least you're getting treatment in the thing, and you're yeah. waiting for your team to come in. Correct. Wait because the trainers maybe. You meet with the head trainer when he's off the bench, you know, coming in yeah. after the game. But then you heard Alvin Gentry's comments after the game, after a win, a game which they won, by the way. He comes in and he's like, I told you guys I don't want to talk about people that don't play. Davis played. He said, this team is a dumpster fire right now about his own team <laughs> hey, that they gee. just won. And at the end, he like crumples up and throws off a piece of paper. Yeah. I think there is massive dysfunction in this team. And I think it's like one of those situations that's just – it's everybody's looking at this as a disaster, and yet you're forced, your hand has been dealt, and you're forced to kind of wait it out. And I'm just really curious to see how it ends up the second half of the season. That's going to be miserable. To it's going to be miserable. New Orleans, that's going to be. And you, if you know your player wants to leave, and if you're Anthony Davis and you know you're out, can you coach him if you're Alvin Gentry? Is there a respect? There? You feel like as professionals there should be a respect, but it feels like it's just. No, I think there's a respect there, but like, you, you know, once you've told me you don't want me, 
Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can, I can respect Screw your you, skill man. set, but Go like, what are, yeah, dude, right? I, like, I would have been, this is one of those things where like, you can't tell Dell Demps and them what to do, but from the team side, like, I would bet 90% of the people on either the coaching staff or that play were like, yo, just get him out of here, man. Like, swing the deal. Now, that's not their job. You know, the, the ownership and general management, their job is to get the best deal and try to, you know, reap the most rewards in terms of, of, of what you can get for Anthony Davis. But the dudes in that locker room, once he came out and said he don't want to be there, most of those dudes are probably like, man, just get him out of here. Like, let him bounce. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG. NBA All-Star this weekend. Some dudes have beefs. Russell Westbrook has beefs with a lot of dudes. Yeah. Joel Embiid, they've kind of gone at it before. Other guys, social media, they get it out there. Do you think it would be awkward no. in the locker room? They just no. squash it. They yeah, I mean, look, them? that Joel and Russ thing may be a little awkward. And they're be. on the same team. Yeah, because they're, they, 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 they're going to be forced to be in the same. And theirs has been physical, um, you know, like right here, boom. Ooh. You know, that's, that's a hard foul. Joel is lucky he didn't yeah, get hurt. Yeah, seriously, that's a hard foul. So there might, there might be a little, but I think that mo- for the most part, dudes are. What's the best way to handle that? I think Joel seems like the time of dude. I don't think Russ is going to make the first move. Oh, he was getting up. He was. No, you know what the best way to do it is for some. Yes, someone else to make a joke about it. Yeah, and somebody will. Someone make a joke that makes everybody laugh, and then you kind of keep it moving. Leadership. I I would think Joel would be the dude that's kind of goofy enough to just make a joke of it and like kind of mess with him. And and see, see he strikes me as the type of dude like that thinks that it's all play, play. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is just. We're right. characters in the WWE and or Russ WWF, and game. Russ is not like that. You know what I mean? Like, this is made for TV type stuff, and, and Russ is like, bro, this is real life for me, you know? Yep. All right, so three-point contest is happening. That's probably the thing I'm most interested to watch yeah. because Steph is playing. I think it's the most intriguing because you can stack it up against years past. You can look at how they can get hot. You can see these guys catch fire. Right. You've also got him going against his brother, what's pretty cool. So in the uh, three-point contest, you've got Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Seth Curry, Buddy Heald, Joe Harris, and Damian Lillard. Uh, those are the guys. Then there's some more. Danny Green, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Dirk. Your boy Dirk is in. Does Dirk have any chance? Nope. Will he get Dirk, through the racks? Dirk is not going to finish a rack. <laughs> he, won't, he will. He'll be. He's gonna, I mean, he's going to rack. Yeah, he'll probably he'll won't get the all the balls. Yes. Right. Yes, he's going to yes. be gassed after that one too. His knees are going to be screaming at him. Does the best shooter always win? No. So you think that Steph Curry? It's not a lock. It's that not. He's I think Steph Curry will win. I'd pick. Um, Buddy Heald's a good sleeper. A, a good name. Um, Joe Harris is interesting. Um, but I, I would say Steph Curry. Uh, Devin Booker, Buddy Heald is my sleeper. But the, no, it, dude, it's about who gets hot. Totally. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're shooting and it's not that easy. Like I trained for it, um, very lightly when I got invited, you know, back in the day. That's not an, e- it's not an easy thing to do to fire off that many reps on the clock, figuring out what side of the rack you like to be on. Like there's a lot of, there were a lot of afternoons where I would slide into the Phoenix gym and try to get, you know, somebody to help me set all the racks up just to get some practice rounds. Cause it's, it's not what you're used to doing. What will you be more likely to be more interested in? The skills challenge, the rising stars challenge, or the dunk contest? The dunk competition because it's just, I mean, like, it's hard. I grew up on it. So I'm always going to hope that it, that it, it performs for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm always going to hope that it, it does what it's supposed to do. Um, and it has potential because Dennis Smith Jr. is freaky with some of the stuff he can do. He just missed dunks last year or whenever it was that he was in it. Um, 
I kind of like the skills challenge. You know what the skills challenge boils down to? Like, who's going to act like they're cool and who's going to go out there and try to win it? Absolutely. You know? And I, yes. I really do think that the kid, um, from, from Sacramento, uh, what's his name? Why can't I can't call his name right now. Um, Darren Fox? Fox. Yeah, Darren Fox is going to try to win it. And that, and if you get two guys that are trying to win it, it can get fun. Did I tell you my story from the quarterback challenge when I did it? No. <laughs> I had one year. Yeah. I was the starter. We went to the playoffs. So I had that year. I was the New York Giants starter. So I get the call from my agent. It's like, Hey, do you want to go to Orlando? Do this quarterback skills challenge? It was right. something that was on TV at the time. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's right. do it. <laughs> like 12 guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Favre was there. Cordell Stewart was there. Trent Dilfer was there. Yep. There was all, there was some good stars. Steve Young, I think was in it. Um, so all these guys, so 12 guys. So uh, Jake Plummer was in it. So I get there and I'm thinking like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah, me like, too. I know, I'm like, I'm not going to try to go out there. Yeah. So Jim Harbaugh was playing in it too. So Harbaugh's a nut. He hasn't changed at all. He goes the day before the event in his cleats, finds the course, and like is practicing it. Yeah, we're all like out in the golf course, like having beers, you know, right. having a good time, like Trying whatever. To that thing, baby. So I think I went, I went early in the event and was coasting. I was like, I, and then I was like, holy crap, this is going bad. Like I got to step it up, and it was like too late. <laughs> right. Put up an awful number. Yeah. I think the only thing I did halfway decent was in a long throw. Finished last, uh, which is the only thing you can't do is you can't finish last. Like you can finish ninth, you can't finish twelfth. Correct. It was embarrassing. Yeah, that's tough. But I'm blaming the night before. <laughs> so you don't want to be like And they like you got it was good money. Like I'm thinking what an idiot. Like Harbaugh was like, I'm money. I think they gave you twenty five grand for the winner, but then you also got five grand for each little like long throw accuracy speed like you get additional bonuses in there it's too. one of those like real estate kind of like you don't want to be the most expensive like the biggest house on the block <laughs> right. you don't want to be the other one either like right. you were like the smallest least expensive house on the block you don't want to go out there like bsing right but it kind of looks crazy when you're out there like thirsty like yeah. you know what i mean and you're like, right and everybody and he, like, wouldn't he chilling you're like face on he's right. like you know out there like wouldn't talk to anybody else <laughs> right. i did i told this story on uh my radio show where i used but. to work and I said, I, I said, I knew I finished back. I genuinely forgot where I finished. Right. I think I said I finished like ninth out of 12. Somebody looked it up. There's like video out there. They thought, they were like, no, no, why are you lying? And I was like, I swear, I, I swear I didn't remember it. Right. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. I wish, I think it would be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Love Dennis Smith Jr. Love some of these dudes that are in the dunk contest. I would rather see LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and pick your fourth guy and see names do less impressive dunks. Then I'd see a bunch of no-name young dudes that I don't care about. You don't want to see LeBron do dunks at this point. It's, yeah, it's not the same. It really isn't. And I, like, he's just not the same, like, vertical athlete. Remember, like, when he was his last year with the Heat? Now that LeBron. That was only like four or five years. You think it's deteriorated? Five years? Yeah, dude. Think about what five years did. Yeah. Yeah. Five years. Myself. Um, yeah, five years, like, at the beginning of his Miami Heat, Time like because remember he used to do literally a dunk contest and warm ups and everybody was like why right. doesn't he do the dunk competition not anymore he ain't doing no it. Um, so wouldn't you wouldn't you agree with me? like I, all right I, so it's not LeBron wouldn't you rather see I don't know just a better name brand in it yeah I would like to see a better mix of star power with some of these young ones like back in the day where you had like MJ and you had Dominique and you had guys like that but then you had like Terrence Stansberry come out and do like the Statue of Liberty three sixty nobody knew who Terrence Stansberry was right so right. You, you get your star power your marquees. Guys that can really go out there and perform, and then you get the guys that nobody knows that'll come out of nowhere and be like, "What? Like who? Who was that?" Don't you think this is where egos get involved, and the star power guys are like, "I don't want to lose some no name." Yeah, possibly. And I think like it's so. What used to happen was All Star Weekend was so short, 
like you only got from like the Thursday, you had Friday, Saturday, um, Sunday, and most people had to be back Monday and you weren't really getting any rest. That, and that's for the guys that weren't competing in any events. For the guys that went to all-star, you're on call the entire time. Like you, you, you have media availability. You have certain things that you got to do. You might have sponsor events that you got to get to. Um, and then you have to party, right? right so right. like that's a long weekend. So I think some of those guys just didn't want another like physical activity on their list. Some of it could have been that they didn't want to get embarrassed, but most, for the most part, guys didn't want the workload of having to play in the game, having to be in the dunk competition, having to do all the other stuff. Um, but I think like the, the league has done a lot of good things. Um, they missed on this one because it used to be such a, a, a cool event and letting it slip away and, and having it be these young guys that nobody really cares about. I think every like, league is struggling because yeah. the money's so great. Like guys risk injury too. Like that's the thing we don't even talk about. It's not that, in the dunk competition. I don't though. think you could tear a groin or something if you tried to do a foul line dunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you, I think you got a better chance of tearing something in the game than you do in the dunk competition. Like I haven't, I, you tell me the last guy who's been injured in a dunk competition. Right. I don't think it's ever happened. You're going with Dennis Smith Jr. That's your pick. Yeah. I'll take Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo. He's bouncy, right? Who's, who's he play know. for? I don't even know. <laughs> John That's Collins. the problem with this thing. John Collins is a sleeper. He's like 6'9", but like the last last guy like that that won it, I think, was Blake Griffin with that type of All side. I know is Aaron Gordon got robbed, and he was a tall dude, and he should have won. Aaron Gordon had some nasty dunks. Yeah, that was Those were some good dunk competition. All right, let's finish off on a Friday with some leftovers. I teased it before. I want to have a little game with you. Okay. We're going to have a contest. This could be pretty bad look for us. Yep. Supposed to be like sports analysts, know a lot of sports. Right. Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Yeah. Is this weekend. I want to see how many drivers we can name. Okay. And who can name more. Go. I'll let uh, you go first since you asked for it. You requested it. So I'm putting you on the spot. I'll let Kevin Harvick. All right. I'll go Brad Keselowski because we had him on the free Oh, that's who that was. Um, <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is he still racing? Uh, is he? I don't know. Come on. Give me one. I don't think All right. he is. All right. Jeff Gordon. He's done. Too. He's definitely done. Um, you said Brad Keselowski, <laughs> yes. Annika Patrick. She's done. done. You got. You um, I'm actually impressed with some of the knowledge that you um, have. Here. Um, can I just go first names? Yeah, John. <laughs> oh, you got to go like Kyle. <laughs> I know Kyle, Kyle Bush. There you go. There are, there are no Johns in. <laughs> the, in the <laughs> there is not there. one no John. Johns, on not the, one. Well, John. Do you know any? You're looking it up I'm, now. No, I'm going to look now because I think I'm yeah. tapped out. Kyle Bush. Um, who's the other dude that's ripped? Used to do the backflips. Uh, I know a lot of them drink milk. Like Kyle Bush, right? Eminem's car. It's because my daughters love him. That's why I know Kyle like, Bush. All right, on there. But Austin Dillon. I think he's still racing. Austin Dillon. Okay. I think he is, but that's probably about the the length of it. I'm looking for the odds on here. Do we have the odds? Listen, I joke about baseball a lot. I know people kind of get annoyed if, if they're listening that I that I that I, that I. But I know a little bit about baseball. Like I know players and where they play and positions. I just act the fool on here. I know nothing. I don't about know. NASCAR. I went to one. I think I told you that before. It's kind of fun just to go like a bucket list thing. Yeah. But like, I don't, I wouldn't get into it like over and over. Like, How loud is it? Uh, it's pretty, that's the thing probably it's most impressive is the noise and the speed when you go by there. And I was actually doing it. I was with, uh, Jason Seahorn. His wife was the flag, like, yeah. starter. The yeah. Star, yeah. Wave the green flag. So we were like right over him and it oh. was insane. Did you have, did you wear, did you wear like earplugs and stuff or? No, you don't bad? have to. Like if you, we left that area and went up to the skybox and yeah. drinks and stuff. But like if you were staying down there, I would want him in there the whole time. You ever been to a, you, you ever know been the to craziest a, thing? Yeah. The day before we got to go in the pace car and take a lap. The craziest experience I've ever been in because I don't think you can appreciate how banked it is. Like you hear right. yeah, it's on a bank. So we got in the car and we were going like 130. And it was like, all right, this is cool. And you're going 130, so it's pretty fast, but it doesn't feel that crazy because it's open space. 
The scariest part, he's like, all right, watch this. And he slows down to about 30. Yeah. And it was me, Seahorn, and the driver. We thought we were going to tip over. We're like going up, putting our really? weight on the other side because it felt like the car was going to tip. And the guy's like, we won't tip. I'm like, you're crazy. We're going to tip. Oh, yeah. That's... It feels that banked like when you're up there. That's interesting. Um, Tease this coming into this one. The NFL, Roger Goodell, just signed, did you see this? Five years, five-year extension, $200 million. NFL has been very polarizing. It's yeah. had its best year in a few years, quite honestly. But it came out recently, and this has kind of been discussed a couple times, but that NBA uh, commissioner Adam Silver has been approached before about possibly leaving the NBA and taking over the NFL spot. Let go. Go. I would love to see it happen because I would love to see Adam Silver, who's this favorite commissioner from everybody, I would love to see how he handles some of these NFL issues and see how much differently he would do or if he would just serve the owners, which is kind of your job in the NFL. Right. That's why I think Roger Goodell, his whole gig is to just take the criticism, take the heat. Yeah, you're the fall guy. Yeah, he's basically the fall guy. I mean, he does some others, negotiate some, but they have a a big staff in the NFL office. He's basically (laughs) the face of the NFL that catches the criticism from everybody else. I know the NFL has been polarizing with the domestic violence issues. How do you punish them? Concussion, player safety. Uh, there's been a lockout. Deflategate, Spygate, Bountygate, those things. I mean, I would, again, I would love to see what Adam Silver would have done differently that would have made him this awesome owner. I think a lot of it, I don't know. I think, the, do you think being the commissioner would be that complex? Um, I think there are a lot of moving parts to being a commissioner. Um, I think it's kind of like, you know, it's like, like being the president to some degree, like you're, you have policy and all of that type of stuff and you're going to get people that either agree or disagree, but there should be some air of like, like diplomacy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'd be likable. Right. And I think Adam Silver does that well. You know, he's likable where the other one's not. Roger Goodell's like just not for one reason or another a likable dude. I think that helps him in, in terms of public perception at times. And then the NBA in general tends to get like they're on the forefront. They're progressive with like, like the social things, things that, you know, things that people care about now. Like, I think NFL is still reactive to things like that. Like, and, and the NFL is, and NBA is kind of proactive. But here's where I'll give Roger Goodell some credit. There's way more stuff going on with the NFL. Just the number of people that you're trying to police, uh, would yeah, suggest that you have way more things coming across your desk on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, right. you have just way more. And at the risk of sounding however this is going to make me sound, like, way more criminal stuff when you're dealing with that many football players for one reason or another than when you're dealing with the, the guys in the NBA and the number of guys that are in the NBA. And so Roger DeGale's got a lot tougher, like, you know, things to handle than, than Adam Silver has so far. I'm guessing it's because it's more violent sport. Like you're maybe probably more prone to violence. I guess. I don't know why it is. Obviously the sheer numbers, the sheer volume of players. Right. 1500 players in the NFL. How many are in the NBA? I don't know. You're yeah, talking about 15, but, but you got 30 teams. Yeah, so. Like- is that 450? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just doing the math real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I would be curious to see how Adam Silver, because he's praised for all this stuff, but I do think the NBA is not like, he, he get, everything he does is like gold. Like everybody right. loves him and they say, well, he's the best. This is the reason he's the best. I think a lot of it's because he's likable on camera. He's, he's very, uh, you know, thought out and he has good answers for stuff. But I also think the NFL, uh, the NBA has some issues where we're going to see how this goes because of the players working more power. Yeah. And they have taken advantage of them. They are utilizing that and wielding it more. And there is this super team that's dominating the regular season. The ratings this year are down for the NBA. Like, does this trend continue? Or once they break up the Warriors, is all of a sudden a way better league because you have all these teams that are going to be better? That remains to be seen. But I do think, like, Adam Silver gets a lot of love because 
he's more likable than Roger Goodell. Yeah, and he's got like the NBA and its players union and then like like there's like this relationship that's kind of hand in hand. Like they're trying to work together. We're in this together. There's a lot of money being made. Like, yes, we're going to quarrel over our 51 versus 49%. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree, like some of it's better than none of it. So we're not going to like, you know what I mean? We work together in this. And I feel like the, the NFL has this adversarial like relationship between its, its owners and its workforce, which makes that commissioner's job like exponentially harder. Like generally speaking, Adam Silver and whoever's representing the players, I think, I, I, I forget her name, but right. they're trying to work together. Michelle Roberts. You know, Michelle Roberts. Yeah. They're, they're, for the most part, trying to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, when I was at, uh, ESPN working on the radio, we interviewed Adam Silver. For yeah. Like one of my first couple months on the job. So I was all fired up. He did not like a question I asked. What'd you ask? I asked him if LeBron had too much control and he was basically a GM. And yeah. he was like, well, he's not a GM. And he's like, and he doesn't do, he doesn't use that control. Like he was not happy. He kind of, he was like, he, <clears throat> he, he challenged me back. Then what really set him off, apparently, was... <laughs> so he's not no, going on this show. This, no, no, no. We, we I don't think so. So show. here's All the story. Right. So Dan Levertard has a show at sure. and he was on before us. So he does this thing who looks like, uh, you know, like, and he has that goofy thing. You know what it is, right? Yeah, he does it. He does it. It's fun. It's, it's fun. hilarious. Yeah. I've been the subject of it. Everybody. Yeah. So Adam <laughs> Silver has been the subject of it. So a couple people they were like... They do it, oh, Kirchin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirchin. They do everything. They shred everybody. Everybody's fair game. So Adam Silver was on, and like I don't remember if it came from Levitard or somebody else, but like, oh, you got to ask him if he looks like the butler who killed the guy in the game of Clue or something like that. It was like a <laughs> so I my co-host, I think it was Rasilla that asked him. I think it was yeah. him said, "Do you think you look like the butler that killed somebody lo- in the game of Clue?" And he didn't really laugh. He gave like an answer, and then it kind of just moved on, and we were yeah. like, "All right, that was a little bit awkward." Afterwards, we got an email from like the dude at the NBA PR and he yeah. was like, yeah, that wasn't cool. And then like really? we, we never got him again on the show. And it was just like, and we had this whole argument like, does that make him look bad? Like, did we do the wrong thing by yeah. asking him that? And it's almost like, well, I don't think he's the president of the United States or whatever, like whatever. It's like such stature that you can't have fun with him. Can't yeah. even laugh. Well, maybe did not like the way he was. Playing. I wonder, like, I don't know him. I didn't have a lot of interactions. He seems like a good dude. Like when I see him, but I don't know if he's got like a great sense of humor. I don't know that he doesn't. Right. Well, maybe not. I don't know that he does. <laughs> Monday. <laughs>